What's up, motherfuckers? It's your bid, no young hills. Welcome to take me back to the 90s podcast episode 16. Hope I find you well wherever you are on this beautiful planet called Earth. Hope your week's been good. Today is a very, very special guest. Um, ever since I started this whole podcast, I've been talking about how, you know, I needed some guests and um, I've got a very special guest on this episode today on Skype. This is uh, my nephew, Dylan. Dylan, say what's up to the people. Yo, what up, everybody? You know, glad to be here. You know, want to have a good conversation. So, yeah, uh, my name is Dylan. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to have a conversation, me and my uncle. You know, we've been having these conversations about the different things that have been happening across the world, you know, relationship dynamics uh, between Back. black and black women. Mario Lopez, you know, the 10 best rappers, Chance the Rapper as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're ready to get into it with you guys, and uh, I hope you enjoy. So, if... if- all, all the people that listen to this podcast, if you think that I have hot takes, I have salacious points of views, my nephew is twice, you know, <laughs> he's the extreme of like woke. This is like the wokest person that I know. So <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, this is exciting because now I have somebody to bounce off and, and play devil's advocate with and just talk like, we live in a world where there's a lot of PC-ness going around and I, I'm kind of like tired of it. And that's the one reason I created this podcast to have dialogue and talk about real issues. And Dylan, the topic that we're going to start with today, it's going to get a lot of people riled up. But I, I feel like I, I always have discussions with people and I'm like, there are conversations that happen with in the group chat, you know, among men that we don't have with you women. And and the first topic is the relationship dynamic between black men and black women, the 50-50 debate, you know, the human economic economics, you know. And um I don't know, man, I feel like there's a bigger disconnect up among black men and, and women, and there's some things that need to be addressed, you know what I mean, going forth. If you want to fix this, and a lot of people, you know, say you know, black men are drifting apart from us and women are kind of, you guys, we haven't been honest in like, what's the reason? And that's why I have my nephew to talk about this. So Dylan, what do you think about, about this topic? Okay. So to start off, um, one thing that is quite strange is that when it comes to just platonic situations between the black man and the black woman, you get along very well in terms of friendships. But mm. then the weird thing is that when we get into relationships, there's this weird disconnect between the two of us. Mm. And um, it's strange because I've had a lot of black women who say, look, we find it strange that you guys, you know, date, you know, foreign girls, you know, mm. what is it? Exactly. You know, but... The sad thing is that a lot of black women seem to think that it's about looks. And I always mm-hmm. tell them it's really not about looks because when we, okay, one thing, you need, one thing you need to understand in terms of a long-term perspective. As a man, what we look at to say is what exactly is my partner going to bring to the table? Exactly. And the unfortunate thing is that a lot of black women, you know, whether consciously or unconsciously, mm. times they 
they think that just bringing poom to the table is pretty much exactly what you need to you, do. You, like i have to be thankful that you're giving me this poom nothing else <laughs> and the thing is one thing ladies what you need to understand is that Pum is everywhere. Like, if you're good looking, it's if you're seven charming, billion people and there's four billion women, like you see, and that's another thing that we need to address as well. So mm. we we can look at it from a statistical perspective, geographically. Mm. So seven billion women. I mean, seven billion people. Oh, yeah, four four billion women. Four billion women. Three we have, billion. We, we have the internet now. We don't have. We we're not. We, we don't have to look. To date women in our area, we've got Instagram, ladies. We have Instagram. <laughs> exactly. So, by virtue, because women have the higher population, as mm. men, mm. 3 billion out of 7, mm. uh, we have a much selection pool to choose from. And so, so for me, as a guy, when I'm looking at all the, all the types of women that are there, by virtue, obviously, I'm going to pick the best and the least complicated woman exactly. out of um, you, 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 Wait a minute. You're going to trigger a lot of black women when you say they're complicated. But it's, it's, let's keep it a buck. I love my black women. I, I love black women. And I only date black women because I love black women. But if we look at the spectrum, the whole spectrum of all races, you guys come with a lot of baggage. And I love you, but you come with a lot of baggage. A lot of black women, uh, they they don't realize that they've got all this baggage. They're just oblivious to it. And that's my problem. And you see, the thing is, um, I think another thing we need to address as well is I, I hate this narrative because, you know, when you go on Twitter, there's this sort of like narrative as if, um, you know, men are just like the bad guys and, you know, women are these you know, um, these angels, these, you know, these angels who can do absolutely yeah, no I know. One I thing know. we need to also address is that a lot of the things that women do, they go unaddressed. Mm. And it, it naturally, like in the social media platform, it then appears as if, you know, men are just like wiling out and they're just doing crazy things and women are just no. disputed. Um to be very honest, we we, we are account- accountable for our actions. A lot of women are not. A lot of women, you, you guys don't realize your shit smells too. <laughs> and the thing is, it's funny. I mean, we joke about it on mm. uh, on about, you know, like, you know, black women don't apologize. Like we mm. banter about it, but like, it's actually a very serious thing. You know what I yes. mean? Like, mm. you know, that I think as people, whether man or woman, you need to have a certain level of self-awareness to say, listen, I've got a certain amount of baggage. Mm. So when I get into a relationship, because, I mean, we're in this generation of, oh, you know, we don't want to repeat the same mistakes mom and dad made, you mm. know. One of the things that we seem to skip is self-awareness to say, listen, I have a certain amount of demons that I haven't addressed. How then... I move forward in a relationship or even just in a friendship situation without, you know, carrying that unresolved, you know, baggage or demons. So, um, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's strange. It's very weird because by virtue, you know, the black man's natural, you know, partner is the black woman and vice versa. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just a connect you know and it's very sad and unfortunate you know i mean i'll give you an example um 
you know, like I'm from Zimbabwe, by the way, and um, I was to some of my you know Zimbabwe female friends and you know they were like yo like how come you guys you know you get into relationships with these you know foreign girls and you know you got what are the reasons what are the reasons exactly you know and like you know the relationship seemed to go very well but when it comes to us you know you know you ignore us or you know you don't get into relationship with us and i said listen in particular i mean Perhaps this is a worldwide thing, but I'm going to just reference, you know, African mm. in the mm. South, South Africa. A lot of you, and I'm sorry to say this, you guys like things way too much. And they, yeah, they yeah. just want to take, 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 take. They don't bring nothing to the table other than put They want to be taken care of. And that's, that's one of the things, because, you know, she was saying that, um, you know, how come you know you have better relationship with with foreign women but with us it just ends up like a dead thing and mm. for me i always said look when when we date for example for me i'm in asia so i've dated pretty much like all types of asian women and nation. exactly you know i've dated rich asian women middle class asian women poor asian women and they all have pretty much in general a similar trait which is regardless of whatever their you know social status is, mm-hmm. they're not that fixated over materialism or superficiality. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so for me, um, whether I have money or I don't have money, the relationship flows because there's still that element of of balance. So, for example, in a situation like let's just take a typical you know like a date, we're going to the movies, yeah, mm-hmm. and for me. I can pay for the whole bill. Like I don't have any, you know, problem with like paying for the whole bill. But with the Asian women that I've dated, they, they will try at least to like try. shit yeah. in or, you know. Yeah, I mean, like it. And look, the thing is, it doesn't necessarily have to be fifty-fifty. You know, just oh, that. You know, that yeah. contribution, like as a man, I will appreciate that and be like, rah, you know what, like. You know, she's just, she's not just getting on a free ride, and you know, just like and 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 you're not gonna get that from Zim women or most African women. You're not. I have an example, Dylan, and I told you, I went on a date with this girl, hmm. very young, but young, my sister, and I was like, I was we went to the cinema, right? And we're like, yo, um, I didn't have change for like. Like I didn't have fifty cents change, or is it for a dollar change to get like popcorn or whatever? Like I didn't want to give them my notes and then get a bunch of. If you know anything about Zama currency, you get a bunch of like whack ass notes. I was like, yo, you got like a fifty cents or a dollar? She was like, nah. I was like, hold on. So this girl just came to the date and like not, not like you're not you were just expecting me just to be like and and uh, yeah, th- it was as a man I feel like yeah I'm, I'm I I want to you know take care of my girl but. At least, you know, at least come ready to, you know, ship in a little bit when needed. I was like, hold on, you expect me all the freaking time to just take care of everything? And I had a similar situation with a girl. I was like, her uncle broke her phone and she wanted me to fix it, like to buy her a new phone. And I'm like, rah, nah. There's this whole sugar daddy relationship and, and, and with African women. And sugar daddies have ruined, like, this whole generation because, you know, a guy has to just do everything. And it's, 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 it needs to change. 
<laughs> because one thing I, I okay ladies one thing i want you to understand is that and obviously look everyone has you know their own um desires or wants in this life thing but ladies if you want something that has substance longevity i urge seriously when you get into a relationship a serious relationship for that matter no sugar daddy shit a serious relationship you definitely need to bring something to the table and it doesn't always have to be a financial situation so this yeah. is what that no, yeah this is one of the things that we're going to get into human economics so let's look at human economics in the sense that okay so you have two people mm-hmm. if there's one person let's say the guy or even the girl right mm-hmm. if one person is just contributing to the relationship yeah for the first month two maybe even a year you could have fun you could you know go with the flow but at some point the person who's contributing the most they're going to get gonna, up, you know yeah. what i mean they're, they're not going to yeah. be resentment yeah 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 a lot of resentment is going to build up whether consciously or subconsciously. So everything has to be balanced whether it's from a financial perspective or even mm. just So for example, let's let's just take a very relatable example. So you have let's say a guy who has a lot of money but he can't even like <coughs> he can't even like wash his own panty or some shit. Mm. Um can't do the dishes, he can't cook, right? And let's cook, have clean all that Yeah and then let's say you have a woman who um who doesn't have money but she can cook she can clean uh she can do all the household chores or whatever it is mm. that relationship can still work because it's like okay i have my resources you have your skill we can complement one another and put things together you can benefit from the resources mm. i have in terms of finances and i can benefit in terms of the skills that you have in terms of cooking so it's, whatever it is. It's, and it can work by yang situation you know what i mean yeah yeah so that is very important you know like really because a lot of these women you know and i feel like i feel like women you know black women in particular it's like I don't know it's feel it feels like you you jump back and forth it's like you want that fairy tale or uh, you know he proposed <laughs> and so we lived happily ever after and then you want to do the whole hot girl summer you know vibe thing and it's like so it's like yo you know pick a pick a pick a side you know what is it that you want you know mm-hmm. because if for example and look I'm not knocking anyone look you know everyone's free to do whatever it is that they want to do you know but um you need to i mean it's, when you get to a certain age you need to pick a side in terms of what it is that you want whether it's a man or a woman you know pick a side otherwise if you don't have a particular idea or trajectory that you're trying to reach you know this is where you end up in those baby mama baby daddy situations and you know those situations is just not ideal man it's just yeah so um it's okay I've, i've i've got a question okay Reeling it back, reeling it back. When you miss first meet a girl, your first date deal breakers. One of the first date deal breakers that women are not aware of that we can at least help them when they in in, in this in this dating scene. Like, what are the things that as a man annoys you that you don't you you don't like women don't know? Like first date deal breakers. And I saw this on on Shade Room, and I just I, I wanna I wanna talk about it. from a man's pov well 
from a man's point of view, I mean, for me personally, of course, like everyone has their own experiences and, you know, uh, criteria. But for me personally, um, like I said, when it comes to dates, I can pay for everything. I have no problem with that. Uh-huh. However, I do take, I do observe to say, okay, if we go to a movie and then maybe afterwards we go for dinner or whatever it is, if mm-hmm. I pay for the whole thing, I am going to be slightly skeptical, like, rah, like, okay, I don't have a problem with paying for everything, but like, you just sat there and you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> you didn't even like, contrib- and the thing is, like, I'm not expecting 50%, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, splitting or anything like that, but just something, like, even if you just say, yo, like, I'm going to cover the snacks for the for the movie, or I'm going to pay, you know, dessert, whatever it is. If you contribute, mm-hmm. me, that's a plus, you know, for, for any woman that I date. Um, so that's one thing. Um, second thing is, and I know black people have this problem, but um, <laughs> um, for me, time is a very serious thing for me. Oh, so, yeah, 100%. You have yeah. to be on yeah. time. You can't yeah. be on some CP time. No, no. First yeah. impression. We, 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 listen, if you are late to dinner or a movie situation, now I'm thinking my whole life is going to be like, we're going to be late to church we're gonna be late to you know outings and it to me it's annoying and you 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 hit the nail right there that is such that is so important yeah you know what the thing is um i mean like i know girls do that whole i mean i've I've had excuses from girls who say oh yeah you know we're girls you know you know we take our time with makeup and stuff like that it's like okay cool it's calm but it's like for me, if you're late, especially when we agreed at a specific time, because for me, if I'm going to go on a date, with, I will ask you, like, I won't set the time. I will ask you, like, yo, what time is good for you? And if you say, yo, let's meet up at 4 p.m., if you're late by, like, 30 minutes, an hour, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to mug me off. No, like, I'm not going to... 30 minutes, an hour. Yeah, 10 like, minutes is, like, I'm already, like, okay, what's up now? I'm looking like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, so time is very important because, like, like you said, you know, first impression counts. So when you're late, I'm gonna think you, I'm gonna think you're taking me for a dickhead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna like, like, yeah, like honestly, because I'm gonna be like, yo, you set the time. You told me the time that works for you. Why are you late by hour? You know what I mean? Like, so time is very important. Um, I remember. I, I also. No, I mean, like, I remember I once went on a date with this uh, chick, um, I think it was, like, last year, and she was late mm-hmm. by, like, two hours, and I was, ah, I mean, yeah, like, waited. I no, was, like, I was, like, I was, like, because I messaged, I was, like, yo, like, where the fuck are you type of thing? I mean, I didn't say it like that, but, <laughs> but, um, but I was, like, yo, where are you? <laughs> You know, um, and then she's like, oh, I'm stuck in traffic, blah, 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 you know, and I was getting ready. And then when she landed, dog, like, she looked like shit. And I was like, yo, like, if you were looking, like, if you were looking fresh, like, I could understand, but like, yo, you looking nice, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, cool, like, I get it. But you looked like, you look like shit, you know, so... Um, I still went on a date, we went for the movie, we had dinner, but then after that, I was just like, yo... This is not gonna work for me, you know. Enjoy, um, but <laughs> this this is it just really mugged me off, really. So yeah, time, 
So yeah, I also have, I also have a pet peeve about you take a girl out. You're like, okay, we're going to go. Well, you're gonna go to Nando's, you know, whatever you're gonna go, and then you go to that, and you're like, okay, where do you wanna go? And you're like, okay, we're going to Nando's. You go there, she's like, uh, yeah, I'm not really feeling this today. But bitch, I just told you we're going. Like, like I asked you for like, and you're like, nah, yeah, I want this. I, I, like, come on, man. Like, food shouldn't be like the number one focus of. We're trying to get to know each other. Can you just at least try to, you know, you know, just order this and 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 let's conversate then go up and down to to find you know whatever is what food what mood you're in like i hate that you know and the worst thing is that and look i'm sorry lady but women are just generally so indecisive so oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah so it's like you know she could say oh yeah i'm not really feeling nando's or whatever it is and then we'll go around the whole fucking place and then you know we spend like an hour and then you know, we don't even know where we're going to eat. So it's like... And fellas, don't order what she orders. Because you know what? Women always want to dip into what you eat. So you peep what she's interested into. And then you choose that. And then you let her choose something different. Because you know she's going to be, like, dipping into your plate. And I hate that. Don't do that. Don't do that, ladies. Don't dip it into your... Especially on, like, first day basis... We just meet, and now you're like, okay, can I have a bit of your chicken wing? Like, oh, no, no, that's that's not the move. <laughs> oh my god! And, and and they do that a lot. So now I, I'm like, okay, I'm, 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 I know it now. Okay. Oh man, honestly. Unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but like, luckily enough, I've never had those kind of days where like a chick is like picking my plate, you know, because it's like dog, like. Did you not like decide what she wanted and like just stick to that? You know what I mean. And, and also, compromise is important. Let's compromise. Right now, I don't want to watch some romantic item. I want to go watch Fast and the Furious. Let's meet halfway. You know what I mean. And then, uh, and, and then, what you guys are realizing is like, I'm not picking up traits. This person is, is selfish. They don't want to meet halfway with like, oh, come on. I want to watch, you know, oh, that's my favorite movie. You watched it before? Like, no, let's compromise. Like, you, you, you're trying to sell yourself. It's like an interview. You have to sell. Okay, I'm, I'm pro against selling yourself and I guessed it because you can't sell yourself as a different person. But at least, you know, polish up your CV. Like, don't, I want to see some selflessness from y'all, but a lot of y'all, like, no, nah, I want to watch this from it. You don't care what we want to watch or what we want to eat. Let's meet halfway. Relationship, uh, like, is compromise. Like, compromise is the word in, 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 in terms of love and relationships. And some of y'all don't know that word, but anyway. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you know, in the beginning, it is, it is a bit sad, you know, because like I said, you know, the black man natural partner is the woman and vice versa. And the last the last decade or so, you know, um, there's been a big disconnect. And there are a lot of variables, of course. We're not just going to pin it on the black man or the black woman. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of things, yeah, there are a lot of things like, you know, obviously, you know, there's, you know, the cloud chasing, social media, you know, people are trying to do the whole sugar daddy thing. And, you know, people are just trying 
you know, overcome. People, people, people want a relationship they can stand on the ground for. That's a problem with the society. No one wants to work in a relationship and build like a castle, build a legacy with somebody from the start. They want a maid, nigga. But they're, they're not made. And I hate women like that. I hate women who don't have a penny to their pocket, but they want a maid, nigga. And to address that aspect, you know, uh, in regards to, you know, women who want made men and, and, and stuff like that, women, one thing I want you to understand, and I know sometimes, you know, in the moment it seems like, you know, it's, it's great and, you know, it's going to be like amazing and shit like that. But I promise you, as a woman, if you do not bring anything to the table, whether it's res- uh, resources, skill, or, yeah, <laughs> like, I promise you, your guy, he's going to enjoy you for two months, three, maybe even a year. But he's going to get tired of you. you like a bad habit. I'm telling you, let me tell you something, ladies. As men, we are like no more men. Let me clarify. I'm not going to just like paint like every nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, more men, no more men who have an idea of what it is that they want in their life and in the kind of family that they want to build. They select women who bring something to the table, especially if they themselves, as the man, bring something to the table. So if you think, ah, I'm just going to bring my pum and my pink weave, you know, I promise you, you're going to either be a baby mama and he's just going to ditch your ass and you're just going to be bitter. And and, uh, and, and, and and talking about baby mama culture and baby mama, like a lot of women... You're either wife material or you're hit and run material. And a lot of you are not self-aware to know what you are. A lot of you are hit and run material, but you think you're wife material. Fix that. You have to be self-aware like, yo, raw. Okay. Like, think like a man. Like, Steve Harvey. Like, I don't agree with a lot of things he says, but think like a man. Like, am I... A chick, like, would a man, a woman, a, a dude want to marry me the way I am? Like... You have to be self-aware. And a lot of you are not. And then a lot of you, you hook up with a, a main nigga, a nigga with guap, and he gives you a kit and he dips and you like, oh, I'm, like you're so shocked. No, like you were hit and run material. And you have to be, the self-awareness is so important. And, and black women, I'm sorry, you guys are the, the least self-aware race. Ever, I like I'm a, I'm a keep it fucking buck. I'm not gonna try to, you know, you, you, you the, the, like the, there's no response. You don't take responsibility for the shit we do, niggas. We've had to take responsibility because you constantly niggas ain't shit, niggas ain't shit. I tell someone like, yo, stop with this whole niggas ain't shit. You just, you just like you, 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 your, 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 your taste is bullshit. So. Women, self-awareness. Look yourself in the mirror. Look at your habits. Look at just look at your feet. A nigga. Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you. This. I'm breaking down secrets now. Your feet. And then and I had a discussion with somebody, and I'm like, I'm so tired of this generation where like a chick can send you like a, a, a nude and this or like and it's not even like shocking. You're not even like uh, cause you see it all the time. I, if, like, your feed, your feed is like a CV to me. Like, look at your feed, and I I can look, like, at a girl's feed and know, like, yo, she's wife material. Yo, she's hidden around material. Yo, 
I'm not even going to get into that. Niggas think like that. And you guys need to also think, I know we're in this era of like booty gets clicks and likes and you get fashion, like fashion over deals. But in the long run, you're getting your guap, you're having a hot summer, but you are pushing away the good men. And that's what you don't realize. You've got like a shield around you, you know, and, and that's why you're like, oh, niggas, they shit, they no good niggas. The good niggas are not even coming in the foot in your vicinity, bitch. Let me, let's get to the fucking back, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, another thing is, wow, you know, the whole niggas, they shit thing. Um, you know what? Look, one thing I would, one thing I realized about relationships is that it takes two to tango. So I've had a lot of situations where, like, you know, you hear like a chick, she's like, "Oh yeah, I broke up with Mandem and, and stuff like that." Ah, oh, he was like this, he was like that. And for me, like, I no longer just listen to her side of the story. Oh I, yeah, I'm, I generally answer that. Like, I, I always ask them, like, "Okay, yeah, man did X, Y, Z. What about you? Mm-hmm. What do you think?" You contribute. What did you do? Where's your contribution in this fucking relationship? Exactly. You know, because whether he played a larger role in the breakup or vice versa, it takes two to tangle. So that level of self-awareness that we're talking about, you need to be able to say, listen, as much as, you know, man's, you know, played a larger role in the breakup, I also have to take accountability say, you know what, perhaps... I wasn't a very good communicator. Perhaps I didn't have good emotional intelligence. Perhaps I wasn't patient. Perhaps whatever it is, whatever flaw you might have contributed into the relationship, you need to be able to address it because if you don't address it and just sort of just take it as ah, just move on and continue. You just continue and that's when you find yourself in a rut because you end up feeling like rah, like I keep getting myself in the same terrible relationship. you're, you're in a circle and you're just repeating this same shit exactly. all over and over and over again. And we know those women. We know those women on the timeline that it's just they repeat the same situations over and over again. They don't reflect on what part they had in, in, the, in this relationship. And yeah. I mean, like, one thing I will say is that, look, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Oh, yeah, 100%. For me, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Um, whenever I've had breakups in my relationships, whether you know my exes might have played a larger you know role in the breakup, I always sit down with myself and I reflect and be like, "Rah, but you know what? I wasn't really patient on that occasion, or you know, perhaps I communicated a little better." You know, I always reflect because the the one thing that I don't want to do is get into the next relationship and I'm repeating the same bullshit and I feel like women I'm not saying that men like do it perfectly or anything like that but mm-hmm. women don't do this at all in my experience and in my observation and and and, and what do you know what they do you know what's big like you know it's just jumping on the next deck and then and forgetting about that and I've seen it with so many of my exes I've seen it so they just br- they just put it under the rug and onto the next deck it's, it was you. You were the one who was the problem. Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, now I really you wonder why there's so many black men dating white Because you motherfuckers, I love you. You're beautiful. Like, God created you. Like, you took his time. 
but he left out like uh, like the reasoning, the self awareness, the you know like you're right. Where where was my part in this? You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what? Um, look, there there are a lot of factors as to why perhaps you know the for the black man or the black woman why perhaps you know there's a disconnect in terms of relationships. What we also have to look at is especially now a lot of people are growing up in single parent households you know uh, you know so the problem that that arises is that um people don't have people don't grow up in a household where there's a balance of male and female energy because whether you're a boy or you're a girl you need to have a full perspective of okay you know as a man okay this is how I should be as a man and then from your mother you learn that that soft side, that nurturing side as well. You know, so you ultimately, as you become an adult, you have, whether you're a man or woman, you have a clear balance and idea of male and female energy. But if you grew up in a household where mom was only there or dad was only there, your only source of knowing how to conduct yourself with Mm. people is through watching like, you know, love and hip hop or Tyler Perry movies and all this weird shit. And have a warped sense or warped idea of what relationships are. So what I would urge, you know, women, even men as well, is that listen, and it goes back to what we're talking about, self-awareness. You need to be able to sit down with yourself and say, Ra, okay, my context is that I come from a single parent household mom wasn't there or dad wasn't there. There's a deficit in my life. How exactly can I improve myself or better myself to cover up that uh, that deficit? So for me, for example, um, fortunately enough, I grew up in, you know, a household with both my mom and my dad, Mm -hmm. but there were still areas that were perhaps lacking that I thought like, "Mm, you know what? I don't think I can get this from mom or dad. What I did was I looked, I looked at exemplary people i looked at my mentors and i asked them look you seem to know what you're doing you seem to have a healthy relationship with your partner or what are you doing what are the steps you're doing to to get this right exactly so that's what i did so for example that whole balance of um of, of of things in a relationship i learned it from um from just observing like one of my friend's uh, parents, you know, they had a they had a balanced way of doing things. They knew that okay, mom, mom uh, covered the groceries, dad covered school fees. So you knew, okay, so in order for a marriage to have longevity, there has to be a balance in things. Oh yeah, balance exactly. So women and men as well. Self-awareness is so important because if you do not have it, you're just going to be winging it. You're just going to be winging it and you, you will find yourself in very undesirable situations of, you know, being a single mother or being a single father or whatever the case might be, you know. And then what, what ends up happening, unfortunately, is that you perpetuate the same cycle over oh, yeah. again. Oh, so your child also grows up with a oh, deficit. Oh, over oh, generations... Exactly, exactly. Mm. So, yeah, you know, I mean, anyway, Dylan, we, we could talk about this subject forever, but yeah. So, I mean, like, look, in conclusion, look, there are a lot of variables and a lot of factors to why there's a disconnect, but I think 
what it boils down to is just self-awareness. Start off with self-awareness. It's important, you know. But yeah. I would like to hear what you guys think. Um, information, social media, everything is, is in the uh, description of the podcast. We're going to move on to another topic um, uh, that's been like going crazy on the timeline. And I want to hear your opinion, Dylan. So Mario Lopez, former Save by the Bell star, has apologized about the comments he's made about children's gender identity. Uh, the presenter left extra to become the new Access Hollywood presenter. But before that, he had to clear up some ignorant, some people will call them ignorant. I don't think they're ignorant. Comments he, um, he made about trans- transgender kids. Lopez told Candace Owen that it is dangerous and alarming for parents to honor the wishes of young children who identify with a gender other than the one assigned at birth. Retracting the comments that he made in the controversial interview, Lopez said the comments I made were ignorant and, and insensitive and I now have a deep understanding of how hurtful they were. I hate this whole, somebody says something real uh, um, and then they have to apologize for it. Like, why do we have this groupthink mentality in, 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 in this generation? Like, what Mario Lopez said... I don't find fault in, in it at all. You know what? Um, I was a bit surprised. I won't lie. I was I was a bit surprised that there was a backlash because for me, that was just common sense. It's not something yes. that you would consider as debatable because, I mean, yeah. we're talking about three, four-year-old kids. I'm pretty exactly. sure us... You know, we all, I mean, like, I remember myself, like, I thought I was fucking Spider-Man. I thought I was Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like, we all thought we were different things. And look, in terms of, you know, gender identity and stuff like that, it's a very, what people don't want to address is that it's not as as black and white as people want to make it seem. You know, there are a lot of steps. So if, for example, if you grow up and you genuinely um, feel like, look, you're in the wrong body, um, then because you're much older and you have a much sounder mind, by virtue, of course, yes, you know, you are free to do whatever it is that you feel is right. But it's yeah. true for mind as well. It's, it's, it's way too, it's way too you, delicate. You don't know what, what's good for you at three, four years. Like, you do not. <laughs> Where is parent, like, so what's the problem with parenting? Then, if we're just going to be like, okay, you want to be a girl, or you want you want to climb up trees and just do whatever you want? Okay, go go ahead, go ahead. Is that is that the age where we at? Where we're just like, just go go do what you want at three years old. And then a lot of the things that are not being discussed, and I don't know, and and ultimately this is why sometimes people say, ah, it feels like an agenda. But a lot of the things that are not being discussed is the aspect of gender dysphoria. And people who had initially transitioned, but then they went back to the original gender. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to discuss that. And I've, for me, because you see, the thing is, the thing about me, whenever I come across something that is perhaps not familiar with, you know, what I know or what I grew up around, I don't just judge. I do my research, objective research, not, uh, I'm just going to look for what suits my narrative. I really do. <laughs> you know, research. Or what, or, what the, or, or what the timeline says. 
exactly you know what what how does it develop how does it happen what are the factors that perhaps you know uh trigger it or whatever it is the psychology of it i i i do that because i don't want to just have this sort of like uh stance of just ah because you told me you know you feel like you were born in the wrong body then that's it i just need to accept it i will accept what you're saying but i want to I want to get to the genesis of it. How did it develop? How did it start? And a lot of people don't want to discuss the fact that a lot of people, a lot, not just one or two people, a lot of people, oh, as, they, as they get older, they come up in documentaries and they say, listen, you know, when I was at a young age, my parents, you know, as much as I was a boy, my mom or my auntie or my grandmother was putting me in dresses and it caused a lot of confusion. And then ultimately I transitioned into transgender. And then as I got older um, and I had a much higher level of self-awareness, I realized, yo, this, is, this was the genesis of it all. And they all end up transitioning. Why are we not having that conversation? So, I mean, the nexus and, of it all. And, 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 and people change as well. Like, from three to twenty, like the, you transition through stages. So for you to implement, whether it's uh, like you, you put your kid on 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 uh, hormone blockers or whatever, like that's a big drastic step as a parent to do. And the cautious thing is to be like, okay, that's how you feel. Let's wait in fifteen years' time. Then you can do it when you're, you know, you've grown up a little bit. Three, four, come on, man. Anyone who thinks that you should transition your kid at three, four year, four year, like that is, that is I, very don't, I, I, I don't know if you should be a parent. I'm a very, I'm very, very blunt. I know this PC culture, we, we, we like, we can't parent our kids. Like that's the problem that I had. Like, so that means like we should, we should have one book. Like this is how we do We should parent our, our kids. No, that's not the way life should go, man. I, 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 hate this generation <laughs> i hate this time <laughs> I, well like i mean <laughs> for me personally um i'm not obviously i'm aware of how this generation you know is transforming and stuff like that but i'm not really affected by it because i'm not really i'm not on social media to be very honest with you like um because social media has become such a cesspool you know i remember oh, I remember one time when I when I used to be on Twitter, you know, a lot of there were fans who were upset with J.K. Rowling because they felt there wasn't enough representation and diversity in <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> and I was, just, I was just like, you know what, you 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 niggas have done lost your mind. I was just like, that is a crazy concept I've ever heard. So this PC culture is just it's pathetic for me because it's like dog. Can I can mm-hmm. I ask you? And, and uh, I'm also mad at Mario Lopez or his PR team. Like the statement that he said, he said the comments I made were ignorant and insensitive. Can I ask you how how are those comments ignorant? Like I want I want I want to understand how are they ignorant and who would think those comments are ignorant or insensitive? How are they ig- insensitive to who? And you to know the LG, to the LGBT community, how is that insensitive? Me and being you know a parent. <laughs> oh my I'm God. mad at Mario Lopez, whoever. Just apologize. Don't 
like somebody's holding a gun to your head. Like, what the hell, man? How is that insensitive? You know what? I feel like he should have just stuck to his ground because honestly, he did not say anything that was remotely offensive. And the the people who should be scrutinized are the people who actually think that there's something wrong with what he said. How is it wrong? Like I would be very, like I would genuinely, as a parent, I would genuinely be worried if someone found that offensive or insensitive. It's, it's, it's like giving your like your your kid your kid said, "Daddy, I want I want some brandy." Okay, here you go. Like we wait for kids to re- uh, reach a certain age so they can smoke, drive, drink. Why? Why is there no age limit where a kid can transition? Uh, like um, transition, like. There's a reason that we have all these stipulations and these laws. They are for a reason. So should we should we scrap all that then and just say, oh yeah, you're your kid, go do whatever you want. Like, oh, it's insensitive for me to tell you you can't drink beer at the age of three. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, um, honestly, that's I think that's what we say. That's the that's the message they they say. A lot of these celebrities need to grow up here, you know, because... But at the same time, I mean, looking at it from their perspective, you know, of course, they probably worry that, oh, my career would be in jeopardy, you know, and stuff like that. But it's like, I don't just grow up here, like have some, have some dignity to say, listen, I said what I said. <laughs> you know what? And, 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 and to Americans, you guys preach about freedom of speech. What, what happened to freedom of speech? What happened? To, like, what happened to that? No, now the times that we're li- living in, <laughs> freedom of speech is now contingent upon, you know, with the, you know, the LGBTQIWOIO. Honestly, I I don't to be I mean like look, this is slightly off topic, but I don't really take them seriously anymore because it's like it's like they fish for things to get upset over. And you know and, and people on the timeline, intention is everything. Mario Lopez did not have an intention to disrespect you or to hurt you. He was just having a conversation that was real. I hate this whole like, oh, you insensitive. No, intention is everything. You know when somebody wants to be insensitive. You know when somebody, when, when people in the 90s were throwing around the F word, that was insensitive. When somebody has a discussion like this, in, in an era, this is the first generation of, of parents that have to deal with this now openly. And like, how do I navigate if my kid, you know, feels that certain, like we have to have these conversations. We have to. So how, how am I going to, if suddenly my kid feels that way, how am I going to be able to deal with it? If we don't talk about these things in public, it, it, it infuriates me. <laughs> and you know what? It, it brings back to, you know, to the nexus of what's really going on. Um, a lot of people tend to project their own inferiority complexes and deficits. So instead of actually dealing with your own personal demons, you go on, on and you look for the, 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 you look for anything that will mug you off, anything, so that you don't have to deal with your own internal demons and that in itself is a problem so 
Honestly, at the end of the day, Mario Lopez did not say anything for me personally. He did not say anything insensitive. Um, for me, that was common sense. There was nothing even controversial at and all. And a lot of people felt the same way. You know what I mean? A lot of people, like, like you know, so uh, shouldn't it be a unanimous, like, decision, like, okay, yeah, the whole world, but it's just like a percent of people that are just louder than everyone else. Let's keep it a buck. The LGBT community, you motherfuckers are like a small percent, but the way you are ingrained in Hollywood and entertainment, you have a bigger voice and it's going to make it seem like that is unanimous how, how everyone feels, but it's not. So celebrities, actors, let's keep it a buck. They don't control (laughs) the narrative of how people on this earth feel like they just have avenues where they are louder. Let's keep it a fucking buck. It does not mean because they have uh, avenues in, in entertainment that they can, you know, speak, you know, and address these, like these things, like, and, and, and it like, you know, blow over in the media, obviously he's going to love that. And that's one thing that we have to also like realize that the media loves when the LGBT community flips, that shit like brings ratings, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're right. <laughs> that's another thing. Cause like the media with the me- the way the media is steering the conversation, it feels as if like they can't do anything wrong. And if you yeah, do, exactly, and if you do question the intentions or what they're doing, then they throw around nonsensical words like "oh, you're homophobic," "oh, you're transphobic," mm-hmm. and it's like, do you even know what that word even means? <laughs> like, it's not even a legal word. It's not even like official, you know. So stop throwing around these words like "phobic" and "phobic" and "phobic," and like. And not run away from what what's really going on under the surface. You know what I mean? So and they're the most sensitive community on this earth. And I don't want it to seem like, like hate or whatever. I know how you motherfuckers think, but you motherfuckers are sensitive. And you also have to be self self aware about that. I have nothing against like I'm a, nothing against your movement, but a, a lot of the ways you guys are going around about things it almost feels like how the beehive reacts like they have that kind of mob mentality a little bit and you motherfuckers need to be like talk among yourself like let's dial it back now because you you guys are really sensitive they're they're very sensitive over anything they just they're like armies waiting just to pounce on something and they chose the parts of Mario Lopez because there's nothing else on camera they could you know, talk about at a time. And you know what's funny is that, you know, I mean, just based off what history tells us, empires or systems have, have an expiration date. So at some point, people are going to get fed up and just say, you know what, fuck you, Owens. We are just going to let you do whatever it is. And people are just not going to be bothered or even want to associate themselves you know, because you're so damn sensitive. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I can't even have a conversation with you without you getting triggered or like, ah, like, come on, seriously. And just good is the word. And, 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 and uh, I want to put like little notes. God forbid I blow up and this comes back in my, because that shit happens. Like, 
I can say that about my own community. Black people get triggered over some non- nonsensical shit as well. We're also sensitive in certain things that we just like, we get triggered so easily and sometimes it's not really how it is. So all communities, different communities have different triggers and you guys have to be self-aware about your triggers. I had to say that because people, I know how people think. People take things so like the wrong way. Intention is fucking everything. And I'm just having a, a no bold conversation with you. And this is what this podcast is about. And we need to have this conversation in this society. Because this society is going over the edge, my nigga. Like, it is ridiculous. And I'm tired of it. And then we've got this whole, let's, let's baby each other. I hate it. Let's be real. You know, fuckers are sensitive. Control that. <laughs> It doesn't yeah, no. mean that I hate you. It doesn't mean that I'm unsafe. No, I just hate like the, the certain things that you 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 choose to fight on. Like that, just not how it is. And if you take that as me being anti-gay or whatever, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I mean you, you just have to let it fly, my dude. Like. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, I, I don't even care anymore. Like before, it used to annoy me. But I just let it fly because it's just like, oh, why bother? You know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, we we we're gonna move on um, from uh, this Mario Lopez situation. We're gonna talk about hip hop. We're gonna talk about what's been a lot of people been talking about this top five, top fifty hip hop list. Uh, me and Dylan have been talking back and forth about top fifty is a lot, and I, I really can't do the top top three right now. I have a top 10 list. I didn't know. I don't know. I, I think you sent me a top 10 list. Um, I, had, I have to say this. I had to redo my top 10 list because I had some people that I think were top 10 MCs, but were not t- top 10 rappers. And, and I think criteria is also important and we have to dif- differentiate, you know, niggas with bars and MCs and niggas just lyrical miracle you and rappers, you know, uh, who have a long discovery, you know, who've changed the game. And I think that's why people are getting lost and they're trying to mesh both things. But I think you have to separate MCs and rappers. You know what I mean? Um, so this is my 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 top 10. And I, I want to preface this before to get, to get into this because a lot of people are going to disagree. I'm. I used to be a hip hop head. I'm not as as much of a hip hop head. Um, so I want you to take this with a pinch of salt. I'm not saying I know hip hop like that. This is just what I listen to. This is my preference. When I like, if I look at my top ten, like on Spotify, or who I listen to the most in terms of hip hop, and who I feel has had an impact on the game, this is my top ten. So my top ten. And I think top three is top two is very a lot of people have the same top two, but I think Dylan, you're gonna disagree with my top two, and so I I know for a fact you my my number two you're gonna disagree, and I I had to think about this, and I think I just gave him top two number two just for nostalgic purposes because he made me feel a certain way when I was younger. Um, we all know who who top two is number one. Jay-Z. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm not the I've not been the biggest Jay-Z fan growing up. I love the blueprint, I love the black album, but I'm not like a heavy Jay-Z, you know, listener, other than like I love like 
444. Like, that is my favorite album along with Black Album. But I know what he's done in the game. And I know his long, longevity in the game and how he's, con- con- he's, he's been um, one of the few rappers that have been had a long run and still getting better and better. You can't say that for a lot of people. You can't say that for number two. Number two is Nas. Nas Illmatic is one of my favorite hip-hop albums. And I know a lot of people love Nas and he's one of, I think, MCs. He'll be in the top five as well on a different list. Although he's not number one and he will never be number one because he hasn't gotten better. And I think, Dylan, you're going to talk about this. Um, so we'll continue. I'll continue my list. Number three, B.I.G. A lot of people also disagree that he doesn't have the discography, but I just think, for me, it's also how I, I grew up on Big. The double album was like, like that was like an event. Listening to Big's double album was a fucking event. You know what I mean? So for nostalgic purposes, he is number three. Obviously, he doesn't have a discography, and I honestly feel like he would be the Rick Ross of this era. He will be making records with every one of these little niggas. I feel like he was that type of guy who would, you know, collab with all these different artists. Number four, Kendrick. Um, I mean, I think he's, if we're talking about right now, he's number one in my case. Some people would say Drake. But I, I'll talk about how I think Drake is not at the top, even though in numbers and discography probably is. But we talk about rapping, he's got an asterisk. And I think everyone knows what that's about. Um, what am I? Number five, J. Cole. Forest Hills Drives, my favorite album of all time. It's not even, it's not even close. That's the album I listen to a lot. Uh, one, two, three. The next... One, two, three, four, five, six, Drake. Take care. Uh, f- one of my favorite Drake albums. Uh, still, catalog. One of the most amazing catalogs. After Drake, Tilly He's probably not a lot more top 10, but for me, that man can rap like a motherfucker. I don't know, and it's, it's kind of... Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Are you listening? Okay. Oh, I'm laughing. Okay. After the leap, why are you laughing? Because my list is coming. No, this is my list. After the leap, it's you, Park. Uh, I think he has one of the best testers in, in hip-hop. Uh, Machiavelli. I mean, nostalgic. Number nine, DMX. And DMX shouldn't be on this list. And I had most therefore on this, but DMX, I'm talking about nostalgia, how I felt Rough Riders Anthem, how I felt growing up listening to DMX, I have to put him there. Number 10, Lupe Fiasco, he's in my top five MCs, I have to put him there. That is my top 10, a lot of you disagree, but that is what I listen to when I talk about hip-hop, that is my top 10. Dylan, what is your top 10? all right okay so i'll break it down so um we can definitely agree on the number one spot uh jay is number one spot because 
I mean, in terms of just longevity, Jay has just been on it, you know, since the 90s until now, you know, and the nigga is almost 50. You know what I mean? So he keeps getting yeah, he keeps getting better and better. So by virtue, honestly, you know, he takes the spot. Um, and then second for me, I mean, obviously, unfortunately, um, because Big died at a very young age, you know, he's just it's not it's not that big. But just based off the work that he's done, you know. The amount of replay value that Big's mu- music has for me, it's just, it's unbelievable. So, not, not and, and, and that's the, that's the, that's the conversation I have with you about your music, and it's one of the things you have to account for. Music has to trans, like it has to trans, like go over different decades and generations. A lot of people, and with all disrespect, a lot of KRS, Rakim, Rayquan, all those people that. You know the forefathers of hip hop, their music, and it's also that comes with production value. It does not. These youngers don't listen to that shit. But we're big. I'm telling you, man. People who listen to Big forever. I can't say that about KRS. And a lot of hip hop heads are gonna kill me for this, but I feel like that's something that we have to also kind of, you know, put into this list. And that's why my list doesn't have KRS. Doesn't have Rakeem, doesn't have Raekwon, doesn't have Method, it doesn't have a lot of other people that just, you know, started this shit. You know what I mean? That's I give homage and respect to them, but for me, I just don't listen to their music like that. I only listened to it when I was trying to, you know, see where this hip hop shit started. But this generation, they don't know nothing about KRS One. <laughs> only thing they know about KRS One is nearly the beef. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, continue. Yeah, so Big he gets in, into that list and took second spot. Um, and not just longevity and just um, just replay value, but his lyricism was just, it was just, yeah. you know, I, I think his, had he alive, his, flow. his flow was just, it was disgusting. Honestly, it was so violent. Yeah. <laughs> um, no one has been able to, to replicate that flow. No one. Yeah. Honestly, had he had he lived the same time as, as Jay, I think he would have taken the number one spot. Oh, hundreds, hundreds. You know. Um. So big is second, and then third is J Cole. Um. J Cole just he's just a good storyteller. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I. You know he's he's a good producer um he's got a great catalog um his music has just got amazing. a good producer i i have a problem with jay cole being i feel like jay when he works with other producers when he works with london on the track i love that, that song he did with london on the track that's when i feel like jay cole's at his best sometimes you just need to stop making beats sometimes i honestly feel like that sometimes i understand it that and 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 that, the only thing I like is because when you listen to his album, it it, it feels like a one person producer album, and it, it it meshes together. But I feel yeah. like sometimes I love when he gets on a London track beat, when he gets with Metro Booming or these other producers. I love J Cole in that pocket. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, for me personally, I like it when he produces, you know, by himself or he collaborates, you know, his in-house producers. Yeah. 
um, because I feel like because the problem that I'm having with Cole at the moment is that, and I get what he's trying to do. Um, obviously, he's trying to to reach to a larger market who who probably felt pretty. Um, he was sort of just like alienating, you know, these trap kids or whatever it is. So I get what he's trying to do, but I I just appreciate that storytelling, J. Cole, you know. But ultimately, he takes number three. And then uh, Kendrick, Kendrick, um, it was a tough one. I was going to put Kendrick on third, but I don't know with Kendrick. Um, I feel you, like you do think J. Cole is a better lyricist than Kendrick. Um, to be very honest with you, I feel like they're more or less on par. However, I feel like with Kendrick, he's only he only has a certain context or a certain narrative that he pushes when he raps, which is what you know, uh, political stuff, you know, police injustice or or like hood shit, and which is cool, like it's fun, like it's it's, it's really like the way he does it, it's really dope. But with J. Cole, J. Cole invites you in his life. You know what I mean? It feels like you're you're listening to like an older brother, like he's telling you how to handle certain things or how to handle certain situations. You know what I mean? So in terms of lyricism, I feel like Cole and, and Kendrick are pretty much on okay. par. Can yeah. I ask you can I can ask you a question? Mm. Can I ask you a question? What's what's your best Jack album? Well, to be honest, it's a bit subjective because it depends on mood, but in general I would Shit. It no depends one. on. I'll, okay, I'll just I'm put. I'm with your answer. Okay, I I will put both of them together: Born Sinner and Forest Hill Drive. You have to choose one. Ah, okay, fine. Um, choose one. Choose one. Fuck, that's really hard. Um, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go for Born Sinner. One second, let me see. I need to see this because this is our thing. We okay, um, I'm, I'm opening it on Spotify. I want to see because I want to listen to Forest 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 Drive. Bonsina, what's on there? Mm. Power Trip. Okay, Power Trip was hard. Power Trip. Oh, yeah, I can hear it. Okay, no, Bonsina was tough. But is it better than Forest Hill Drive? No, I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't say it's better than Forest Hill Drive. Um, that's all I said. For me, it depends on my mood. So, for example, oh, you know what? You might be right. Yeah, because you think it's like, 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 I mean, my, my uh, good kid, good kid, uh, Matt City. Um, it's it's like hood music, and yeah, it's dope. But it's like hood music. Like I like that storytelling narrative. You know what I mean? They're both good. Um, 
but Bonchino uh, just one of my favorite West Coast um, TV right ever, man. So, my dream. I want to hear his flow. Like Kendrick, one thing I, I have him above J. Cole. He gets in this, like the, the way he, I don't know, he, like this flow, it's like fast flow. Oh, where is that? He just, he can be like, like slow motion, or he can be like, really like fast, like, he gets in different pockets. Where's J. Cole sounds like, okay, sometimes he does have this, like, he's like, he's on like, ADD, like, he's, he's like, smacking and shit, but... No, no, no. Okay, yeah, it, it is subjective. It is, it is difficult. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, let me explain it like this. So, for mm-hmm. example, when I'm when I feel like demotivated or discouraged about certain things in life, I will listen to, to Boy Sinner. I mean, to 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 Forest Hills Drive. So it's a it's a very like like motivating kind of album for me. And then Boy Sinner is just it's sort of like Boy Sinner touches a lot of subjects. It touches relationships you know, uh, society, people, family, like, it's such a, it's such a big narrative, Born Sinner, that's why for me, ultimately, if I had to pick one, I'll go for that, you know, um, so yeah, so Kendrick is, Kendrick is fourth for me, um, because his, um, his narrative, like, the narrative that he uses in his rap, it's a bit limited, you know, it's not as versatile as Cole, because Cole can go, like, any direction, Okay, I have to. Okay, this is close. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I agree with you on J. And I also feel like J. Cole has a better discography, yes or no, than, than, than Kendrick as of yeah. now. Yeah, he does. No, you're right. You're right. Friday Night Lights, Bonson, what's it called? Forest Hill. Yeah, he's got he's got a better discography. Um, and then number five, I will put Push, and it's weird because I I always like growing up, I always knew who Push was, but I never really like looked for him like that. But yeah. that. Thing that he did with Drake, it made me look at his his you know his catalog more, his and I was catalog, yeah. yeah, I was like, raw like I've been missing out. Like he's got a very good catalog, and he's he's his rap skills, his lyricism, it's just it's amazing. And then um, so and then I put number six, I'll put Ross, Rick Ross. Rick Ross has got that. He he reminds me a bit of Big, you know. Um, just a little bit. Um, I like the way he raps. It's got a very suave, very smooth, you know, kind of like boss kind of rapping. It's it's got a very authoritative. He's, kind in, he's, in, he's in his own lane. He's in his yeah. own lane. He's exactly. a modern day big. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So uh, Ross definitely comes in on six, and then uh, seven. Seven goes to Drake. And probably some people might feel like, oh, why is Drake number seven? Like, why is he off push? Well, with Drake, to be very honest with you, the reality is, and I'm not going to pretend, Drake Mm -hmm. has so many quotables for his catalog. Like, let's not even, like, bullshit. He's Mm -hmm. one of the most influential rappers I've seen in a long time. 
However, and this might annoy a little, like a little group of people, but that Quentin Miller shit, it really. Oh yeah, that, 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 that's what I was saying. That he, he has an asterisk. That's the thing. He has an asterisk. So that's why I think he's not high in a lot of people's list because of that. But if people, if if people didn't know about that, he would be in a lot of people's number ones. And to be honest, he would be my number one. Because yeah. I listen to Drake the most. I can't lie. I listen yeah. to him the most. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with Drake, like like you said, I actually listen to him every day. I listen to yeah. him every day. Track a day, so in terms he's of run, he's run is unmatched in hip hop. I don't care what anyone says, he's run is unmatched, and he's yeah. getting better and better. And he's always coming up to shit, he's always you know making the timeline viral with the shit that he does. Even some things I think are sometimes corny, but niggas seem, seem to love it. I feel like corniness 10 15 years ago. There were no corny rappers, and Drake made it okay for people to be corny. He made it okay for niggas to be sensitive. And for that, my nigga, he made light-skinned niggas, you know, more likable. I'm going to be real. Before <laughs> light-skinned niggas being sensitive and being like, you know, singing as niggas, it was not cool. That shit will not fly in the 90s, but I think he changed the narrative. And just that, I have to give him props. Because yeah. especially with women, women didn't like the sensitive nigger, didn't like the coy niggers, but Drake made it, made it, made it okay. And yeah. coy niggers, you know, can flourish in 2019. <laughs> um, but I have sort of like uh, a debate in terms of like a lot of people seem to put take care in their like best Drake album, but for me. I- for me it was nothing was the same i think for me it was nothing is the same because i think nothing was the same no i mean like um, me, i feel like with take care it's a good album but i feel like for take I care i mean not nothing was the same sort of this like, he started with this. Like, listen to this, you're like, okay, Drake. Tuscan Leather is one of the hardest intros. Like, most most rappers don't start with a hard song like this. Listen to this. Look, that kick. It's like, yo, we ready. And then he went from Tuscan to this. Underwater OVO 40 vibes. Come on, that that's hard. Went to... Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. That's hot. Wu-Tang. Like, the sound of that take care, like, that sound, nothing was the same. It was this whole audio 40 underground, like, underwater, like, the vocals, underwater, like, uh, melodies. I just love when I'm with you. Oh, this is yeah. hot. Take care for me is good, but I feel like, just for my own... Uh, no, nothing was said for me. Like you don't need skip buttons. But I like I might have an album is an album that a lot of people don't like. And it's this one. It's views. Wow. Views is my favorite Drake album. I don't I know people don't like it, but I love views. No no like 
It was, it was sensitive, Drake. I don't know who hurt him for that period. <laughs> because I don't know. I feel like with views, I mean, they were for, for me, views, it had a long list of songs, but I felt like there were only like four or five good songs for me personally. And ultimately. Come on. What do you mean? He seemed. Oh, un- I, can, I, can, I can give you six right now. Controller. What dance? I, I, I'm, I'm not going to put controller. Controller came like nine months before views came out. Okay, I'm not going to put controller. Okay. What about put one dance? Well, I'm not going to put Play. You know why Chuck play? That's one. Why you gotta fight with me or cheesecake? You know I love to go there. Come on, use. No, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm simply saying for me, it's a problem. Drake is number one. Drake is number seven. Okay. And then number eight, I'll put Lupe, you know, just in terms of lyricism. He's just, it's just amazing. And then, uh, so Lupe is eight. And then Common is number nine. Common, I mean, MC, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's slow. Do, do you think he's got discography? Do you think he's got, okay. like, my problem with not putting Common is the hits. Like what do people like? I mean, every one of these people has moments in time where they were, you know, at the top of the game. Has mm. Common had a ever had a period where niggas were like, "Yo, bow down to Common." I mean, look, fine, fair enough. I mean, I can, I can replace Common and. No, gonna, I, I love Common because I, I, I have people like Tilikuli. wasn't is is not commercial, but. Just like the, his MC ability, yeah, you know what I mean? Me, like you, yeah. so I understand why you put Common there. Yeah, Common, I'll put him on nine just in terms of. I, I just wish Common had worked with other producers and 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 tried other sounds than just to stick with the home Midwest. Like I loved his role, Kanye West. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like ah, he he got too comfortable in being an actor role and I, just left music. I, Mm. I think that was his biggest downfall, where he he was mm. putting his different pots, you know. So in terms of actually focusing on on his main craft, which was rapping, you know, he ended up like doing acting and stuff like that. And then the last one, I put in Nas. Um, and Nas, Nas is number ten. Yeah, Nas. fans right are growing up. You know what, with Nas, he's definitely, in terms of MC, if we were just speaking MC, he's definitely top two, top three. But his selection has just been piss poor. It's just been so bad. And, you know, like, I, I only listen to Nas when I'm feeling nostalgic. You know what I mean? Uh, that's why I put Nas number two, because like, the beef with Jay-Z was probably one of the best next to Park and Biggie in terms of beef. Like type of beef ether, like that whole run. Like I used to like, like be listening to Tim Westwood recording that shit on 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 my on my on my tape recorder. Like it just got too much nostalgic vibes. Like I just can't put a number two. Um, Illmatic is one of my favorite hip hop albums. I think the way he rhymes. I don't know if anyone can come close 
Like he just rhymes on so like he can just rhyme anything. You know what I mean? And you see, the problem that I have with Nas is that he's been on and off. He oh, can disappear yes. for three, four years, and then he comes back, and it's like, and then you know what I mean? So there hasn't been that consistency in like releasing music, you know, and, like and, yeah. And, and then we judge you with your latest project. Yeah. And we're talking about latest projects, like come on, like that's. I said to you yesterday, him and Chauncey did go to hip hop rehab because I don't know what the fuck they're making. They're making music for their kids. I don't know what the fuck they're making. Yeah. So yeah, that's my list, top ten. So yeah. A lot of people are gonna disagree with that list, but that's just what we listen to. And I think you know, if we the list would be different, we're talking about you know MCs. I would have a lot of you know the lyrical miracle niggas, but I'm not gonna lie and say that, you know that's that's not my forte. I listen to to this top. That's my that's. You know, if I'm look, look at what I listen to more, is that you know, and, and there are moods where I want to listen, go back, listen to Method Man, you know, uh, I want to listen to KRS or Kim or Raekwon or you know, those niggas that you know started this whole game, but you know, agree or disagree, you know, that's that's hip hop, you know what I mean? Uh, there are very few people that can say yo. Going along the topic of rappers and talking about toilet shit, and we're gonna end the topic on, 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 on somebody that I love and I know you don't, you're not a fan of, but I'm a very big fan of acid that. rap. Very, very, you know. I, okay, before we talk about fast rappers tweets, because I, I need to place, I need, I need to play coloring book, and 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 coloring book is, I'm gonna say it. I think it's one, we're talking about this decade, from 2010 to 2020, it's one of my favorite albums of this decade. Because no nigga was putting horns and, you know, a whole freaking, come on man, Dylan, come on. Talking about how how a nigga starts an album is very important. Come on. I just fight. She like music, she from yours, then like Auntie Yonce. Man, my daughter couldn't have a better mother. If she ever find another, you come on, man. Is Chance someone you actually listen to frequently? I love Coloring Book. When I tell you, I listen to Coloring Book every single two weeks. I listen to Coloring Book. For me to say, in the last 10 years, it's one of my favorite albums. It's no lie. I love I love his beat selection. I love when him and Kanye were doing this shit. They make the best music, in in my opinion. Like when Kanye hooks up with Chance, and when Chance hooks up, I like that lane. I love it. Nah, let's let's not let's not get excited. Like Chance, Chance the rapper. Nah, man. Like nah. What don't you like about Chance? No, for for me, he's just. 
he's just corny. You know what I mean? He's corny, and it's not even just the corniness, but it's okay. Okay, wait, 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 okay, pause, 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 pause. Okay, when I judge music or a musician, I look at longevity. I ask myself, okay, would I listen to this music or this artist five, six, seven years from now? And when I look at Chance, yeah, like. You know, when you listen to um, to his music, you might be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, it's a nice beat. It's a nice, like, vibe or whatever it is. But it's like, after a few months, I'm going to get over it. I'm not going to think about it. So for, for Chance the Rapper, I don't know, man. Like, I don't see any longevity in his music. Um, I'm not going to think about it. He makes happy music. I think that's the problem with people. People hate that chance is so happy. I'll listen to Happy by Pharrell. If I want to listen to happy music, I'll listen. I'll listen to Happy by Pharrell. Okay, I, I, okay, I actually need to listen to his, his latest album. I, I listened to like four songs and then I was like, I, I can't listen to this. I, I listened to a song, who did, what, what song was it by? He's got so many features, I don't know how he managed to make a whack album. The beat is hard, but the content, like, why would you put Meg the Stallion on a beat like this? That's corny. Okay, this is corny. This is so corny. Why do you think Mac the Seven agreed to be on this record? Huh? Are you actually enjoying listening to that? That actually. No, listening. No, it actually gave me a headache. Like just like I didn't have a headache before, but just listening to that. Oh my god. I feel like he sounds. Th- he wants to be like a little. Okay, Jackie like really like sounds. She, she actually sounds in pocket. It doesn't seem far fetched. But when Charles the rapper was rapping, it was like you're trying too hard. I don't know how it's gonna come back. Yeah. I don't know how it's gonna come back from this, honestly. But anyway. So talking about Charles Charles rapping. Obviously, people didn't like his latest efforts, uh, Big Day. Like, why did he call it the Big Day and then it's a bunch of toilet music? Like, I don't, like Chance the Rapper, come on. The Big Day? Like, the, like come on. Like, really? So... And, and the thing is, like, people predicted that it was going to be so bad. Like, it's funny. That's the worst part. You know, people just felt like this is not going to be a good album. You know? Um, but look... His next project, it really has to be off the park because this has not done any justice um, 
to his, you know, his reputation. He needs to go back to the studio and record ASAP. Forget about this whole tweeting. I get the feeling people want me to kill myself. Bullshit. Why? Why are you tweeting shit like that? Oh, well. Why do you think he went on that, that Twitter rap? Nah, that was just the funniest thing ever, honestly. Because I was just like, dog, like, you should be able to take criticism from your fans. Like, your album was toilet, okay? Like, accept it. So, I, I didn't know he was this insensitive. Like, he, yeah, he, but, he, he's so insensitive. Like, people saying your music is not good doesn't mean it's trash. Like, as a producer, sometimes I make a beat that is just not fire. I like put it aside and make another fire beat. You keep on going. I don't know why rappers feel like okay, my latest effort is not like people don't like fuck with it. Then like it's the end of the world. No, make some music and bring it out. Like come on, like you're not always gonna make some fire shit. You like that's you learn by failing a lot of the times, and I think that he needs to like you know learn from this. Like stop trying to make little yachty little little Uzi type of music. Stick in your lane, your little Kirk Franklin esque um, hip hop music, sample hip hop music. Stick in that lane. Stop trying to make you know hot girl summer hot city boy music. You're not a city boy. <laughs> <laughs> what like, do you expect? Yeah, it's tough, but look, for me, I don't even care because I've never liked him. I like, I, I like, I kind of expected this to, to come out eventually because I was just like, I just never got the hype because I was just like, yeah, he's not that bad. Like he's got a couple of good tunes, but like. There's no longevity in his music. Like, I just don't see it. Like, for, for really fast, I have a friend. This is like, fast. Oh, my God. Living with the people. This is like Disney raps. Like, it's like Disney raps. I don't want to listen to Super Mario beats, please. Like, ow. <laughs> Honestly. Why did Little Dirk and Nicky? What, what I realized from this list, like he had a lot of money. Like the list of rappers, like, he has a feature. John Legend, made in TYO, the baby, Ari Lennox, and Vogue, like Taylor Bennett, uh, Knox the Fortune, Meg the Stallion, Gucci Mane. Sean the Mendes, hold on, I've listened to the song. Why is Sean the Mendes, Sean Mendes on a song called Bowling Frosted? We talked about that. Fam. He sampled Edinburgh. Oh my god. I haven't heard this song. What the fuck is this? Does he want to be the Michael Jackson of rap? Is that the lane you're trying to get into? Listen, Chance the Rapper makes pasta, <laughs> new pasta music, okay? 
You should but probably. This is not used for music. Ah uh, no, the the feel and sound of it is like going to to youth church youth on Friday. <laughs> you know, honestly, like I just don't want to hear it. You know, <laughs> I just don't want to hear it. It's it's just terrible. Okay, so ah. Uh, I know Matt. he started with make make, make he, he blew off like make it with the record with Justin Bieber, but I mean he shouldn't just stick to that type of crowd. I want to hear him with Kanye, Kirk Franklin, them people. <laughs> that that's your that's your crowd. You know what? Honestly, what I would recommend, I strongly suggest that he should go to a church, apply to be a deacon or a youth pastor, and just stick to that. <laughs> He's made enough money. Like, the evil he's done is enough. Like, he needs to let us rest. The evil. I'm tired. Like, I, I, no, like, I'm not even gassing. I literally got a headache just listening to Chance the Rapper. Like, really, like, ah, fuck, it's so bad. Anyway, so hopefully, I, I hope he goes off this pity party, oh, you guys want me to kill myself and just make music again. Like the music that his fans, his core fans love. Like, stop with all insensitive, insensitive bullshit trying to be like, oh, oh but I love my wife. Like, <laughs> oh, pain, man, honest. That's all you need from This is why we need toxic music. This is why I love music. <laughs> I, it's so needed, like. But no, but we also we need a balance. We need a balance. We also, I have balance. Know. <laughs> what? Uh, what does future bring to the table? Can you want to be toxic niggas? Like, we want to be toxic niggas. We want to be deadbeat fathers. We don't want. We don't want to be good men. We want to be terrible men. Black, black, black women are rooting ice. It's not the role model material. Like, you know, like he's a lot of people idols. I don't understand that. Future. You you don't get it. Like, this man saved the streets. Do you not get it? He saved. Do you understand that this man, this man sacrificed his children and he's happy? Oh my God. To give us banging music. Like, how can you not A lot of women would say that is a fuckboy. He's a fuckboy, no? We don't care. We just want toxic music. We want to bring back patriarchy. We want to bring back toxic masculinity. That's all we need. Because this sensitive shit, it's it's not working, man. Like... Oh man! <laughs> talking about, I don't know if but we just posted this like uh, flyer photo of him in the tub or whatever, like thirst trapping. He's got like a boat party trying to promote that. Fifty Cent is just always doing, you know, he's a troll. So then, uh, Bauer Shadmos went on his on on commented on his picture and was like. Bro out here in the tub, thirst strapping to get girls to show up to the party. I love LOL. I'm gonna be in London anyway. Y'all gonna be on a boat with all my old work. Good luck. And guess what 50 Cent said? 50 Cent came with one of the hottest, like, 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 
a rebuttal of 2019. 50 Cent replied and said, Think emoji, you ain't got no bitches, little nigga. Future took all of them. LMAO. The fuck? Hold on. What did he say? The fuck you talking about? Tycoon Weekend, NY Bow Party, Pool Party, PT115, Premier Party, it's lit. He said the future took all your bitches. You ain't got no bitches. Future took all of them. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and then what Bauer, all oh, 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 Bauer said was, ha, 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 I'm out. Ha, 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 ha. And 50 was like, you on probation to figure out what happened last time, man. <laughs> you see I think Bow Wow should just take a sabbatical, you know, go to fucking Fiji or, you know, Mount Everest and get some like enlightenment or some shit because the stuff that he, and you know what, with Bow Wow, it's quite sad because what, one thing that we're not going to do is pretend as if Bow Wow was always a slave. Like Bow Wow was like the Drake of like the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, you know what I and I, and I think he, he's realizing he's not as hot. You know when somebody used to be hot, they're not as hot anymore, and they don't have the same effect. And you know it, it, that's yeah. It's sad, honestly, really, mm. really. Anyway, yeah. it's been an interesting podcast. I'm gonna end it on 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 on, on that note. Um, we're trying out something new. I hope you guys like it. Uh, I definitely need to tweak some some technical bit of this podcast. So if it was a bit scuffed, it's my bad. I need to I need to record the Skype conversation on another, another device so it's not as maybe delayed or um, uh, it's got feedback, whatever it is. But yeah, um, I really enjoyed this, Dylan. Thank you very much for coming on this podcast. Uh, I definitely want to have more conversations. We a lot of things we, we talk about on, on, on WhatsApp. I think we need to talk about it on, on this podcast and especially political shit. There's a lot of shit, you know, talking about black people and, and a lot of things I want to talk about. So um if you come to if you listen to this point, thank you very much. Um thank you for listening every single episode. Um thank you, Dylan man. Uh Hope you enjoyed you so this. Much. I did. Uh, so, yeah. Next time, we're going to do... I usually do sleepers, but right now, I'm not prepared to do a sleeper. But next time, we're going to do sleepers. I know I used to do night sleepers. But since you're not a nineties, you if you know any 90s music that you think is underrated, we can also do 2000s. I don't know what you think. Definitely. Uh, I think there are a lot of uh, underrated uh, 2000 music. So, once I look at my my list yeah, 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 yeah. for sure for sure, for sure, for sure. All right. anyway guys it's been 10 best nice podcast see you next time have a good weekend peace